everybody here today. Make sure the clicker is working. Get all set up here. It really is great to see you, all of you here. Oh, let's back up a little bit. There we go. Great. Awesome. It's working. Good morning again. And uh, it's amazing. You guys could be anywhere today, but you decided to come to church. So that's a blessing. You could be at Orange Theory right now. You could be at the mall, though it's not open, but you could be waiting to get in. You could be in the parking lot at Costco, but you chose to be here. And so I hope you leave encouraged. I hope you leave enriched. I hope you leave blessed. I hope whatever burdens you walked in with, you'll leave them here at the altar. I hope that you reconnect to Jesus today. That you repent. And repent is not a dirty word. It's not a word you should fear. It's a good word, repent. Jesus loved that word. We should love that word. The Holy Spirit in us loves that word. And you should see repentance as like a bath. Or a shower. Repentance is like a bath or a shower with a lot of soap. And so it's very refreshing, right? Uh, it makes you feel good. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about all those things today. As we we dig into John chapter 2. And we're going to be looking this morning at some advice that Mary gives to us. And so when we talk about advice, let me see. There we go. Oh, wrong one. I think I think we're re, I, I think we have to reconnect. The, there we go. There we go. Awesome. <laughs> okay, great. So when we talk about, we're going to be talking about just general advice before we talk about Mary's advice. Well,我我会先给大家一些呃比较呃常用的一些建议，然后我们再看玛利亚所给的建议。and we're going to talk about the best advice you could ever receive. And, and as you know, advice or recommendations or counsel that people give you is big business. People make their entire careers based on giving advice. 
，有些人就是给人有咨询，给人有建议，他们就他们的职业就是这个。Whether you think about the legal field, the medical field, the finance field, the tech field, the educational field, a lot of it is advice or counsel or recommendations. 无论你是在法律上、财务上、教育上，或者是其他的各个方面，我们都会要接受，要有人给你。Like in in high school, for example,、uh, most high schools have what's called a college counselor. We know that in high school, college counselors have And your children should be getting advice if they're juniors, definitely when they're seniors about college. 如果你的孩子是在十一年级的话，那么呃，他就他就要开始和他的导师和这个进大学的这个导师去联系。如果已经到十二年级的话，那是必不可少的了。A college counselor might explain to your son or daughter, listen, you know, as you prepare for college, you know, you got to organize your digital life. 啊，所以这个呃，这个呃呃，上大学的导师就会告诉你说，如果你要准备上大学的话，第一件事情你要做好，就是好好的呃来呃控制你的呃使用这个呃数字资讯的。I mean, the first thing I would tell your children, I definitely tell my children, if they're on social media, clean up your digital footprint. 啊，所以我们就知道说，如果嗯。你的孩子他们在有一些的社交网站上，我们就说你们要把这些都要要要清楚。And they might be hearing this sort of wisdom from their college counselor, like put the right foot forward and prepare yourself for what's to come. 他们这些导师可能会告诉他们说，你们要把你要开始前行，要做好准备，你要知道现在要迎接的是什么样的挑战。They might be told, "Hey, listen. As you go to college, you better set up some work habits, and of course, those work habits should form now before you even get to college." Ah, these teachers also tell you that you need to have a good habit of learning. Because when you go to college, you need to have a new habit. And that habit must form now. They may be encouraged to stay focused, make sure number four is a huge one. Your budget. Be careful of your finances. They may also encourage. That was not a good thing. And that's what's so great about parents, because they can bail you out. <laughs> so you want to learn how to be on a budget before you, and learn how to handle money before you get to college. So, 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 so,
This is some good advice because this is like social emotional advice. So if you're being stressed out or you're worried, there's people you can talk to. So that's very important. Of course, this is a great piece of advice that a college counselor can give to your children about making sure you eat well, you exercise. This is a very important one. Stay in touch, call your parents. I know now my you know my daughter is in Texas, so it's awesome when we can uh, FaceTime her. And you know, when I was going to college they didn't have that, so it's just so cool that you can connect with your children face to face wherever they are in the world, and that's just such a great, great tool. But you have to remind your children, right? Pick up when I'm trying to call you or FaceTime you. You better pick up. Like my daughter in Texas, I don't know why she she doesn't really pick up for my wife, which is strange. But when I like my wife could FaceTime, she doesn't pick up. Then two minutes later, I'll say I'll FaceTime. She picks up for me. And it's not because she loves me more, she's just afraid of me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, but I like it. It's good. You know. <laughs> she picks up. So I feel like I feel like I'm very important in the house. <laughs> and then your college counselor might use this phrase, good luck. Well, you know, that's not a word I like, but that's something you would hear. So all that advice is good, you know, uh, it may not, you know, it's good, it's practical, you know, it's okay, it's just advice, you know, it's a recommendation, it's something common that your children might hear. I mean, most of it's common sense, right? Which a lot of advice is. Sometimes in your gut you know what to do, but you like to be reminded of things. So that's important. But it's good advice. I, I don't think it's great advice. I mean, great advice would be throughout this process, make sure you're seeking the Lord and you're praying to seek what God wants and the direction he has for you. To me, if you inserted that, then it becomes great advice. 
你在这整个过程里头，要和神联系，要常常的祷告，寻求他的引领，做他所要你做的事情。因为呢，这个建议的话，其他的建议才能够成为真正的好的建议。Right? I mean, great advice from the counselor would be saying to our children, you want to seek God's opinion on what you should study. 所以最后的一个，呃，如果我们的这些呃导师可以给孩子们说，你要选择学什么专业，你要去向神祷告，求神向你显明。and when you're in college, you should be aligning your decisions about what you should or shouldn't do with what God has said. That would also be good advice to our children. Great advice, actually. Yeah. But no matter what you see that our culture where we're living today, people we have a culture, we're in a culture of advice, culture of counsel, a culture of recommendations.因为我们现在所生活的环境,生活的文化就是这样的,我们的文化就是要各种各样的专业方面的建议,专业方面的提议建议。And you, and you know that for a fact if you're on Facebook, or you're on Instagram and you do private messaging or you do DMs to people. A lot of times you're doing that because you're asking for, hey, I need some advice. So if you're on Facebook and you live in Lake Grove and you're a mom, you might be on Lake Lake Grove Moms or Setauket Moms or Stony Brook Moms or Smithtown Dads, whatever it happens to be, right? And many times you might use that to say, hmm, I need a plumber, I need an electrician, can anybody recommend one, or hey, is this a good restaurant, right? And you're seeking recommendations, you're seeking insight from others. And the reality is you could get some really good advice. You could get some great recommendations. You could also get some bad advice. And and Psalms one does warn us that we need to be careful when we seek counsel from the ungodly. So 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 you should be careful. From whom you're seeking advice and for what you're seeking advice. 
看我们是在向谁啊寻求呃提议和建议。第二，我们寻求的提议和建议是要去做什么？ I mean, it's one thing to say, "Hey, is there a plumber you can recommend?" And that's much different than some moral question or a virtue issue or a holiness question you have to ask. 一个方面是一个中性的，比方说，我们就问问有没有一个合宜的管道工。这样的建议和其他的和我们的这一个呃金钱和我们的道德和与神相关的事情。或者罪恶的事情相关的这些建议，这个的权重，这个的重要性就不是一样的。I mean that makes sense, right? I mean if your if your daughter likes somebody and they're not a Christian and your daughter is a Christian, you don't want to put out there, hey, my daughter likes this boy and they're not a Christian. What should I do? Right? You shouldn't do that, right? That would be foolish, right? 像呃，比比方，这对我们而言都是很很有道理的事情，是不是？当如果说我们有一些的啊棘手的事情，比方说你的女儿是一个基督徒，但是呢她在和一个非基督徒在啊在约会，那么呢呃这是个很傻的傻的搞法。如果你到这些社交网网站上说，哎我的女儿现在跟一个非基督徒在呃聚会呃在约会，你们有什么建议？我们不会这样做。I mean, you should only do that with another, maybe sister in the church, and say, "Hey, listen, I know you're a Christian. I'm dealing with this, right?" You'd want to get godly advice about a question you have when it has to do with a moral question, right? 相反的，我们应该是，比方说，在教会里头找了一个你可信得过的一个姐妹，也是个信徒，去说，哦，我现在有这样的一个呃道德上的呃。呃，和这个呃美德上的一些事情啊，我想要向你请教一些的呃建议。So we can get a lot of advice from a lot of people, but here's my question for you: Who's going to give you the best advice? 啊，我们无论我们同意不同意，我们会向很多的人去寻求建议。但是我现在给你们一个问题是，谁会给你们最好的建议 ？Right, this is a quiz now, quiz time. Now I know you're Christian, so normally it'd be like God. That's the first, right? I know. That's, but I said nine out of ten. <laughs> God would be ten out of ten, right? I know you're Christian, so normally it'd be like God. That's, but I said nine out of ten. God would be ten out of ten, right? I know you're Christian, so normally it'd be like God. That's, but I said nine out of ten. God would be ten out of ten, right? I said ten out of ten. Yes, the answer, of course, is God. I mean, no, no one gives better. Advice and God. But who nine times out of ten, which is pretty, that's pretty good, you know, numbers.、Um, who's going to give you the best advice in your life? In your life, who's going to give you the best advice? Yes. 呃，神，呃，百分之百都会给你最好的建议。那么在你的生活里头，谁会百分之九十的时候都给你好的建议呢 ？And from the audience, I'm so glad. The answer I'm going to give because no, the super majority of the audience is not going to give me any problems. Okay, so good. I'm good. good. <laughs> okay. Because from what I see, most of the audience today are women. Thank God. Because the answer is what? Who gives? No one gives better advice than who? Mama. That kind of meal, right? Can I hear an amen, ladies? Right? 
Right, good. I know the men are like, I give it good advice too. <laughs> we know, we know, but we're talking about mom today. 都是妈妈给你的建议是好的建议. Right? But really, I mean, mom gives great advice, right? We can all agree with that. I mean, if mom tells you to do something, you in your heart, you know, I can count on that. If you're a young person and you are disregarding what mom says, you are making a huge mistake. 如果你还是个年轻人，但是你不听你妈妈的话，我告诉你，你已经犯了一个极大极大的错误。I mean, if mom warns you about someone in your life and you're not listening to what mom is saying, you're making a mistake. 如果你妈妈警告你说你生活中的某些人也要小心，但你不听。Moms, right? Am I right? 我就告诉你，I hear an amen. I can't believe I haven't heard one amen yet from the moms. <laughs> If you're if you're a young person, you know one thing in your heart. Mom has your back. She will protect you. She will give you good advice. Proverbs says, says to us, do not forsake your mom's teaching. So when mom tells you to do something, you can feel at peace that, yeah, I, I should do this. Because mom has my back. I mean, when I'm sick, who's taking care of me? Who's visiting me in the hospital? Not my friends, my mom. Yes, and we know dad too. I know, I know. We're focusing on mom. So this morning, in line with that thinking, we are we are gonna look at one famous mother's advice. 很出名的妈妈所给的一个建议。And we're going to look at what advice Mary, the mother of Jesus, gives to us. 那么今天我们看看耶稣在地上的母亲玛利亚,她给的建议是怎样的。Which I think is a cool thing to think about, like, what would Mary tell us to do? Like, that's kind of, she's the mother of Jesus, she's a pretty important person, she was used mightily by God. What would she tell us to do? I know my mom would give me good advice, but what would Mary, the mother of Jesus, what kind of advice would she give me? Now, I want to be very specific here. We're looking at the advice Mary gives to us from the Bible. Okay. From the Bible, okay? Not from a vision, not so and so heard so and so and said I saw that and you should do No, no, no. What does Mary tell us to do from the Bible? Amen. 
我们不是说是像有些人，他们宣称的说，哦，我看见玛利亚，玛利亚跟我们说的要做这做那，呃，我们不是这样的，我们呃是从圣经上记载的看，玛利亚给的建议是什么样的。So let's look again in John chapter two verses one to five.我们再看约翰福音第二章一到五节。And we're going to read, then we're going to pray. So don't don't worry, I didn't forget to pray, but we're going to read the word now, and then we're going to pray. Amen.我们先读。That was just the intro. Okay, mom? Moms, you good? Oh, they, they like me now. That's good. <laughs> Amen. If mom's on your side, you're good. You know that, right? I mean, I'm sure you heard this, but it's worth repeating. You know, like the they said, there's an old adage. They said, the, the husband is the head, but the mom or the wife is the neck. Right? And we know that the neck turns the head. So the neck is more powerful than the head, right? Amen? <laughs> Listen, this would be a great Mother's Day message. This is like an early Mother's Day message, guys. Alright? Alright, amen. So let's look at John chapter 2. And we're just going to read verses 1 to 5. Okay, and the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And, okay, you finish it. Yes, yeah, I'll finish, I'll read it. In. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto him, They have no wine. Jesus says unto her, Woman. What have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother saith unto the servants, Whatsoever he says unto you, do it. Uh,第三日在家里立了迦拿,有娶亲的筵席,耶稣的母亲在那里,耶稣和他的门徒也被请去复习,就用尽了,耶稣的母亲对他说,他们没有酒了,耶稣说,母亲,我与你有什么相干
And there's a lot of truth to unpack in this in this story and what would be even Jesus's first miracle, right? There's a there's a lot of depth in this story. 在这一个故事里头，有很多的事实，有很多的有价值的东西，我们需要去挖掘，因因为这是耶稣所行的第一个神迹。And we're not going to focus on all of it. I'll mention a little bit. I'll mention now just a few things because we want to zero in on the advice part, right? 我们知道在这里头有很多很多的宝藏，呃，有很多很深刻的一些的见识，但是真理，但是我们只会啊。but I mean, it's certainly worth mentioning that since we have the Spirit of Christ in us, Jesus was a social person, right? He was with people. He liked being with people, right? That's important to know. I mean, God Himself is a Trinity. God is a social being. He's an interpersonal being. One of the things the ancient Romans noted about early Christians was they're always together. That this religion, this this religion is the, the, the people always gather together. They're always with each other. So they were known to be always in community with each other. 在早期的时候，罗马人就已经看到基督徒的与众有点不同的地方就在于基督徒常常他们都聚集在一起，他们总是在作为一个呃一个呃一个社区一样的存在。but I, th I, I do think it's important to note that wherever Jesus went, whether it was a wedding, whether it was a tax collector's house, whether he was by the sea, he was always there for a purpose. He was always there to be an influence. And I think that's important for us to always understand wherever we go, that we're there on mission. We're there on a mission, not just to have a good time. Amen? 我们也要记得，记得耶稣他无论在什么地方，啊，他或者是到一个人的家里头去，或者是那个海边，或者是到其他的人聚集的地方，他去都是要有一个事情要去做，都有一个影响力在那个地方。所以我们要知道，我们到
啊，这个这段圣经是我很喜欢的圣经，虽然我不会说它是我最喜欢的一段，但是呢，在这个圣经里头，有些时候我也觉得会很会很迷惑。哎呀，这个地方讲到一个婚宴，讲了这么多的事情，为什么是这样的呢 ？But the reality is, the truth is, there is great power and significance and beauty and meaning in this chapter. 但事实上，在这段圣经里头，我们看见有很深的教导，有很深的意义。Now, now, one of the two criticisms, and we'll we'll focus on actually two of them, but the first criticism usually in this in the verses we just read can be found in verse four. Ah,、uh, 有两个重要的呃对这些东西的批呃批评啊，第一个是在。And, and this is why comparing scripture with scripture is so important, because you could just read it very quickly and be like, "Man, Jesus sounded like he was really rude to his mom." Do you, do you, right? Yeah. She's, she's nodding her head. We have a young lady here who's actually paying attention. Amen. You get an A plus today. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> she's like, "Yes, he's being rude, calling his mom woman." Can you imagine? She, you know. If I go home later and say, "Woman,"、uh, you know, you be like, "Mom, don't hit, don't smack me, please. I'm sorry." You feel right? It seems like it's rude. Ah,、uh, 第一个就是呃， uh, 这就是为什么我们读圣经的时候要把不同的经文放在一起比较，去看见里面说的是什么。比方说第四节，呃，就有些人读了之后就说，哦，耶稣看着他这么粗鲁，他称他自己的母亲叫叫妇人啊。那我们回来家里不会就对着母亲，对对着妈妈说妇人。然后我们就赶快抱头而窜了，因为很有可能就有人就就要打在你头上了啊。Right. So, and this is where you know you have to just think in life, right? You just have to, right? This is written, first of all, two thousand years ago. 所以我们一定要知道说我们要想这个事情发生在两千年以前。Hello, I mean that's a long time ago. 我们想想两千年是很长的时间。Right. And and then also you have to think and go wait. I know my first impression. It sounds like Jesus is being rude to his mom because in our day, if we would say to our mom "woman" or if our dad said "woman," you know what's going to happen. It's going to be a battle, right? It's rude, right? 而且我们也会说，哦，这个耶稣好像不是这样的呀，因为在我们现在的年日里头，如果你直接称你的啊太太为妇人，或者称你的妈妈为妇人的话。But you have to stop and go. Well, but hold on, it's Jesus. So I know that Jesus obeyed the fifth commandment: honor your father and your mother. Because if he didn't, then he sinned. And I know he didn't sin, so I know he's not being rude. So we know Jesus. He is a, uh, although in ancient times, but we know he is observing the law of God with no regret. 而神的律法第五条的诫命特别说到要孝敬你的父母。我们知道耶稣他不会去不尊重他的父母，不会对他的母亲粗鲁。And so this was just a cultural way of reference and speaking at that time, and it wasn't rude. 所以我们知道这个是这个表达是在当时的文化里头的一个对着呃呃一个妇人的一个尊称，所以不是。And if you fast forward 17 chapters to John chapter 19, Jesus uses the phrase again. And does anyone know where he uses the phrase? What's happening? 
你如果再去看第十九章的话，耶稣他还用过这个词，也是这个用法。你要看看他是在在什么样的啊，在什么样的上下文以后，什么样的背景以后用这个词吗？He's hanging on the cross and he says, "Woman, behold your son."那时候他是被钉在十字架上，他看着他母亲说，妇人，看你的儿子。So it was just a way of reference, like, "Mom, behold your son." Right? So, so what you see just in that little sort of explanation is why it's so careful just to pump the brakes when you're reading the Bible and don't get so like uptight and assume the worst. Like pray, read further, compare scripture with scripture, think. Jesus said it can't be rude. If I said it, it'd be rude. He said it's not rude. So why did he say it? What did it mean? Right? So think. So这就是为什么我们读圣经的时候要小心，不要随意的就去啊假定一些的事情。在这个祷告，在这个读经的过程里，我们去祷告，我们可以再读多一些的圣经，要比较圣经。这样子一来的话，我们就会知道说这个
right? That's all. And compare scripture to scripture. That's all. I mean, then we can find out. Hey, what did what, what did Jesus really make? So we also use our just to uh, compare the woman this word, using the same word, we can do some explanation, some explanation. And listen, this is very practical because. I mean, if there's one verse, if there's one thing people will remember Jesus doing to justify their actions, it's this passage of scripture. As they're drinking, well, Jesus made wine. I mean, you'll hear it. Your kids will hear it in college. Every Christian will hear it. Christians themselves will use it themselves. Well, it's okay. Jesus made wine. I mean, they know that like the back of their hand. They know that so well because why? I like drinking wine, and if Jesus made wine, I'm drinking wine, right? That's what people do. 事实上，我提这个事情的话，是有很实际的用处在里头的。因为就这一节的圣经，这一简一点点的事情，就有很多人拿着这个进来为自己的行为去辩辩护。比方说，现在酗酒的人、喝酒的人，他们就会说：“哎，你看，耶稣变水为酒。”耶稣都可以把酒弄出来，就是要给人喝的。所以我现在喝酒了，我就理所当然，我就心安理得了。Now it's interesting that the jars that were used were for purifying. 而且我们要知道，这个地方讲到的水缸、石缸是用来洁净的。And Jesus said, "Fill them with water." 但是，呃呃，耶稣就对他们说，你要把这些石缸用洁净的石缸里头灌满了水。And Jesus is using this moment to declare His glory. 而且是耶稣用这一个的机会来使把他的荣耀彰显出来。And so within that water symbol, there is this is highly symbolic, right? There's a baptism motif here that we could think about. Baptism going water purifying baptism. 所以我们可以想一想，在这个地方啊，呃，讲到洁净的规矩。我们就想到有水在那里，我们就会想到这个受洗的事情。这个洗礼就是使人得洁净。And then supernaturally, which is very important, very important, he supernaturally performs a miracle. He takes one substance, makes it another substance that happens to be, as we read, wine, symbolizing what? His blood, right? Baptism, crucifixion, right? You can see the symbolic nature. Jesus is. Really moving forward with his ministry, right? Why is he doing this, right? It's pointing to him, right? So, if we are from this expression, these expressions, expression, this perspective, we can see that water is water, but when we 这一个物质就变成一个完全不一样的物质，而我们这样来看的时候，就说从表象上就知道说，耶稣通过人的洗礼和他的受受死，十字架上受死，以及他的复活，流出他的宝血，这些方面我们也会看到他的救赎在里面。And then there's this discussion with the governor when he finally gets the wine. Oh, this is good wine. It's not the bad wine. Usually, it's usually the bad wine you get late in the wedding, and you see all this going on. 而且我们也看到这个地方还讲到说有好的酒啊，人都是把好酒摆上，等客人喝足了才摆上次的。那个酒有好有有有好有坏，我们会从这个角度又去
And something fermented would be something that's corrupted. Something that's unfermented would be something that's pure. Uh, and so when you think about all those things, and then you think about the amount of gallons that were created by God, which is incredible. He took basically 120 to 180 gallons of water and miraculously turned them into another substance. 除了这些以外，我们也要看看这个六口石缸啊，我们要看的话，那里头呃，神做了一个极大的神迹，是呃，把一个一百二十到一百八十加尼这么多的水。Now again, we're using common sense here. Do you really believe that Jesus made what's equivalent to a thousand bottles of wine for the wedding? What do you think is going to happen if someone brings a Thousand bottles into a party. We're,我们这样想一想，我们就用自己的常识来想一想啊。这个一一百八十个加人的酒，就像是你有呃很多很多的一千瓶的那个呃呃呃葡萄酒，就拿过去，你想想那那会发生什么样的事情。I'm talking about it's one. He made wine, but I'm not saying, but I don't believe it was alcoholic wine. Now, he made wine, but I believe it was unfermented. I believe it was not alcoholic. Because if if I came to your party and brought a thousand bottles of alcoholic wine, there's no way you would say that's a blessing. Thank you so much. Now we can get everybody drunk. Thank you so much. Right? You wouldn't say that. 对我而言的话，我的理解，这个地方所说的酒是一个纯净的葡萄汁，而不是发过酵的。因为你可以想一想，如果你去参加一个朋友的一个呃一个呃晚会。他有个party，你去，你去了之后你就带一千瓶的酒去，都是烈酒啊。他们会说，哦，谢谢你，你给我带这么多酒来，我可以使我的所有的客人都喝醉了嘛。他不会是这样的。And then look at the scripture. Look at how wonderful the Old Testament speaks about alcoholic wine. Look, look at, look at the beautiful encouragement you get to drink wine, alcoholic wine, from the Old Testament. 我们也看看在。Right, just read them. Nothing very positive from that. So just like I don't think Jesus was rude to his mom, I also don't think Jesus made a thousand bottles of alcoholic wine so everybody could get drunk. 我所以我不认为耶稣对着他的母亲是一个粗鲁的表达，说他母亲妇人，也不认为耶稣就呃使一个酒，呃使一个水变成一个使人醉，呃使人醉的酒。And I'm gonna be honest with you, just using common sense, comparing scripture with scripture, that's my answer. Many many people disagree with me, scholars, Christians, I don't care. I have my answer. I believe what Jesus did was something beautiful and powerful, but it wasn't to promote something that's evil. So, 
我有我自己的答案，因为我知道耶稣来到世界上，他不可能做任何的啊坏的事情，不合常规的事情，不合理的事情。他不会是使人要醉酒。And just a few other points, And so the only time that you read of some something that people should be using wine for is when you're dying or when you're really sick, and you should do a little. That's what you will read. If we see that the only time that the Bible says to use wine is when you're dying or when you're really sick, and you should do a little. That's what you will read. If we see that the only time that the Bible says to use wine is when you're dying or when you're So another thing that you could think about when you're determining any anything about whether should I do this, should I not do this, is this a good thing, is this a bad thing? Because the Bible says whether you eat or drink, do all for the glory of God. I'm just curious, would you be able to do that for the glory of God? So in the Bible, it's also mentioned that whether we do anything. 都要为荣耀神的名而做。那么你会想一想，你喝酒喝醉，能够在从哪个角度可以荣耀神 ？This is every Thursday night, Friday night, Saturday night, probably some Sundays on every college campus across the country. This is what's going on. 哦，现在这个在呃大学里头，呃很多的年轻人，他们呃基本上每天在不红的时候都会有这样的一些 party。And and if you're a Christian, there's no way with a clear conscience you could go, Oh Lord, please bless all this beer I'm about to drink. There's no way you could do that. 如果你是一个基督徒，你不可能在清洁的良心里头去祷告说，神啊，谢谢你给我们这么多的啤酒，我们求你洁净，让我们吃了荣，让我们喝了荣耀你。And then, as you're drinking, you're going, Let me tell you about Jesus and how Jesus changed my life. And how he can change your life? Oh, hold on. Yeah, I'll have two more. Thank you. 比方说，你也不可能在一边在喝酒的时候，一边和你的酒友一起来说，哎呀，我跟你来分享耶稣的信息，耶稣如何改变了我的生命，相当的好。哎，那个呃，那个服务员，给我再来两杯。我们不可能这样的。So I I hope those two things that we just discussed is helpful. I just want to give you a way of thinking through scripture. You can disagree with me. It's okay. I'll survive.、Uh, I don't drink, I, and I, that's why I don't. You may. That's your thing. I just I'm telling you what I believe is a holy principle to live by, and just compare scripture with scripture. Use some common sense, and I think you'll come away with some clarity about good making some good decisions. 我我今天给大家分享这一切。就是讲到我们在解经的时候一个基本的原则，一个是要用我们的常识，同时要把已经已经解经要从圣经里头不同的地方来看，怎么来解解释。你不一定要同意我在这些事情上的看法，但是基本原则是这样子的。我们把圣经要用来给我们有好的建议，在世界上如何的为荣耀神而生活。All right, Amen. Amen. I think it's some good advice. Amen. This is a good advice. And you can apply it to vaping and all the other things that your children are tempted with out there. It's the same principle. I mean, now marijuana is legal. Should I do it? It's natural. God made the plant. I mean, they'll come up with some crazy thinking. 
But just think, is it holy? Is it something God glorifying? Can you ask God to bless it? Can you ask God to bless whatever it is that you think you want to do? You ask that to your children. You pose it to them if they're arguing with you. You go, you can ask Jesus to bless that? Really? You think God's going to bless that cigarette? You really believe that? Right? And you just let that, let God deal with them. And they won't be able to get rest. There's no way that God is in that. Amen? So, uh Daman so before we get to this beautiful photo, and I look at the real meaning of the message, I will say I don't. I'm not saying uh, before I leave because I want to be, uh, you know, misunderstood. I'm not saying if you have a glass of wine, you're not a Christian, right? We're not talking about that. So just, you know, somebody might have a glass of wine it doesn't mean oh you're unsaved, you're not a Christian, right? I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. What does God want you to do? But don't use scripture to justify your behavior in a bad way, right? Like if you're going to quote Jesus, before you start quoting him about how he turned water into wine, quote the good stuff, like he, helping the poor, not judging others, going into all the world. Quote that stuff. But don't quote Jesus in a way to reinforce your own habits that you know probably aren't very good. Amen? 把经文里的某一些方面拿过来呢，就是呃使自己在最终心安理得。如果我们要真的用经文的话，我们要用好的经文，看看耶稣如何的啊来帮助穷人，如何的到罪人中间去，如何的去在不同的地方去彰显他的
And Mary gives this incredible advice to servants. We are servants of the Lord, are we not? And we know that Jesus said, I also call you friend. Are you not a servant of the Lord? I hope so, because when I die, I want God to say, say well done, good and faithful servant. <laughs> so if you're not a servant here, you better become a servant quick. So Mary, what's your advice to me in relation to Jesus? Look at the advice. Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. I mean, we could live here for the rest of our life in that verse. It's so it's so perfect about like defining what Christianity is all about. What what's God's will for my life? What should I do in relation to God? It's so simple, so pure, so beautiful, right? So what clarity, what simplicity is in this verse? Also, it's ahead of its time because it's almost the Nike slogan, just do it, right? I mean, this is pretty prophetic, right? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, Right? And actually it's even more powerful than Nike because she's saying do it. Like it's a command. Like it's powerful. it's not like just do it, you should do it. No. Do it. If he says something, right, do it. Right? Who says it? Jesus. Yeah. So that should be our mindset as Christians. Now what's the follow-up question? What are things Jesus tells us to do? <laughs> I mean, in this case, it was relation to get the water pots, fill them with water, bring them over to me. I'm going to speak. My word is going to transform something ordinary into something extraordinary, right? My word is transformational, right? But what is he telling us to do? Right, 
Well, the truth of it is Jesus has told us to do a lot of things. It's busy. It's for a reason. He's told us to do a lot of things. And if you want to read the crystallized portions of that, look at Matthew 4. Then you'll delve into Matthew 5, which is a Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 6 and Matthew 7, which are like the Proverbs of Jesus. And it's just teaching after teaching after teaching. And so you can kind of see for yourself, well, what, is, what are the things, the specific things that Jesus wants me to do? But what's great about God and what's great about Jesus is before he wants you to do a lot of things, he first wants you to be a lot of things. Right? Before you start doing, start being. Right? And start instead of trying to do a list of things and checking them off, God wants you to have a conversion experience. God wants you to be born again. God wants to put a new mind in you. And then the doing is not as difficult as you think, but it's the mindset that God wants to start with with you. And and the and the the one thing we're just gonna focus on one thing that Jesus told us to do, and embedded within that is what God wants us to be, is just it can be found in Matthew four seventeen. It's what Jesus begins his ministry preaching and saying. So we so what, is, what do you think it is that Jesus, we can pick one thing, Jesus tells us to do and we should do it, and that encompasses us being something as well, having a state of mind about something. What do you think it is? What did he begin his ministry saying? Repent! For the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Jesus was a huge advocate of repentance. And Mary's advice is whatever he tells you to do, do it. Jesus, what do you want me to do? Repent. <laughs> so clear. Right? It's simple. And powerful. 
Right? Simplicity. There's such, such beauty in simplicity. And so what is repentance? Well, first of all, repentance is not a one-time act. Repentance is not something you you just do once and you never do it again. Repentance is a continual process. It's a continual attitude of a humble and contrite heart. And repentance begins with you changing your mind and attitude to agree with what God thinks is right or wrong. Repentance is turning away from the works of the flesh that you can read about in Galatians 5, and it's turning to and, and saying yes to the fruit of the Spirit. Repentance is about turning to the voice of the Spirit continually, moment by moment. You're listening to what the Spirit wants you to think like and be like, and you align yourself. You agree with it. You do it. In Acts 17, Paul says, God now commands all people everywhere to repent. So with the power of God, you have the power to change, to turn around. If you're going this direction with something, to go, I'm going back, if I'm going this way in unholiness, I'm going to go that way back to holiness. I'm going back to the cross. I'm turning around back to the cross. I'm going to keep going back to the cross. You say, how often do you have to do that? All the time, every day, moment by moment, all the time. So we know,当我们这种悔改的时候,不是说要我们自己就能,乃是在神的能力里头,神把能力赐给我们,我们就有这个能力,我们就可以改变我们的方向,我们以前的方向都是朝着一个不朝神的喜欢的,朝着罪恶
So accept as part of your Christian experience, as part of your Christian journey, repentance is just, I'm living it in a state of repentance all the time. It's something God wants me to do. It's something God expects me to do. It's something that God's encouraging me to do. It's not something that says I'm not a Christian. Repentance is actually a sign I am a Christian. So we have to remember that God is a Christian. Don't you sense that own struggle in your own life that one minute you could be reading the Bible and then the next minute yelling at someone, one minute reading the Bible, then being impatient with your children, one minute reading the Bible, then the next minute you're on a phone looking at things you shouldn't look at and go, wait a minute, where, I just read the Bible. What, what's going on? Right? You, you notice that. My own daughters notice that. We have discussions about it, about, oh, Dad, I'm on the phone too much. All right, you have to put it down. Yeah. Of course. So what do you need to do? Instead of going, oh, I can't believe that. Oh, why did I do that? Oh, good. Just change, repent, turn back to the cross, go back to the cross. Tibu 放在一边，这不仅是我的经历，我的孩子的经历，是我们很多人的经历。我们要做的就是在一个持续的悔改的过程之中。Mary tells us, Jesus's mom, great advice. Whatsoever Jesus says to you, do it. 所以玛利亚给我们的建议是一个最好的妈妈，从妈妈而来的建议，就说耶稣他要你们做什么？Jesus wants us to repent of our sins. Repentance began the moment we said, Lord, save me. That's the greatest form of repentance, a change of unbelief in God to belief in Jesus as God's Son and perfect sacrifice. And then God expects us to have a change of mind, repentance, about sin, our daily sin. Every day going, I'm doing this, I need to stop. God, give me strength. Forgive me, Lord, for doing this. I'm not doing it anymore. I'm going back to the cross to seek forgiveness and power to say no to this sin in my life. You could spend years, and we maybe we should, going teaching by teaching of what Jesus has told us to do. 
I have this card here, 49 commands of Jesus, and that's just a small number. What's the first one? Repent. <laughs> Repent. And what is required ultimately to repent? It's called humility. It takes humility to go, Oh, God, I blew it again. Forgive me. I'm going to stop this. You've given me the power to stop. You've told me to stop. I'm going to stop for your glory. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for today. Thank you so much for your word. Thank you for all the ideas and the truth that's in your scripture. Thank you for all the practical advice you give us. No one gives us better advice than Jesus. And Lord, we thank you that the mother of Jesus, Mary, gives us amazing advice about what it means to live the Christian life. Lord, embed, put into our minds this scripture. May we live, starting today, by the principle of whatever you have told us to do, we're going to do it. And automatically that leads me to go, Lord, forgive me, because I don't do what you've asked me to do. My desire to obey leads me immediately to repentance. Lord, forgive me, forgive us for being disobedient. Forgive us for overcomplicating the Christian faith. Forgive us for our pride in not admitting when we're wrong. You tell us you want us to confess our sins. You want us to you want us to turn away from our sins. You want us to admit to you when we're wrong. You want us to confess to others when we're wrong. And I think that will produce what we said earlier, Lord, that 
it will create within us if we follow this process. It will create in our heart a heart of humility. That will spill over into great grace and mercy and forgiveness and patience with everyone in our life. Lord Jesus, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for being with us. May we remember this message. May we not be afraid to repent. Lord, may your blessing be upon your people for your glory. In the name of Jesus, amen.